you've noticed, but I've been noticing a fad going on recently, uh, which is milk reviewing. Uh, at this point, basically, any podcast that's around, like there's every podcast ever has turned into a milk review uh, podcast, basically. All of the podcasts I'm listening to are just reviewing milk nowadays um there is uh he goes by the name of daniel cow now um that's my favorite podcast that i listen to the most and he's just straight up uh evolved into a a milk review podcast something i think is more or less the the natural route that all podcasts are going to take eventually um and i think most of them are there already it's just a couple like mine uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy 8 until recently but now I'm I'm definitely also going to turn into an all milk review podcast like well everybody else um, seems to be doing and uh, I mean I can totally understand why, why that's the case and why everybody would do that so no reason for me not to do it either uh, but milk reviewing isn't isn't just a thing you can do for fun. Uh, it's not like, say, Let's Playing, where one person did it and then everybody just posted videos of their Let's Plays and stuff. I mean, that's naturally what's going to happen with milk reviewing as well. But there's always going to be people that do it right, like the intended way, and people that, you know, just kind of try to imitate the... Uh, original without really putting any care into the subject matter and the art of it all. Uh, I'm trying to stay very true to the art of milk reviewing, so I'm taking some cues from Daniel Cow and Brian Cow, who are both pretty much the progenitors uh, in milk reviewing. So scientifically, there are certain values to being a good milk. Like if you want to be a good milk, you would want to be milky. That is one of the six factors that makes up a good milk, milkiness. Uh, the second one being tastiness. There's a third, which is creativity. The fourth is value. Then it's gestalt which is actually an old German word, uh, kind of meaning shape or form. But since it's German, it's kind of more precise that way. We can get into the particulars of German terms later on. Maybe when we reach the Gestalt down the line. There's a sixth value, a sixth category which the milk has to excel at if it wants to be one of the best milks or which you would have to excel at if you would want to be one of the best milks it is Zeitgeist which if you translate that to English word for word it means time ghost imagine that imagine being a fourth dimensional ghost what would that be like just being able to watch history unfold over and over and watching it fold back together while being unable to do anything about it. You could just travel 
wherever you wanted to, whenever you wanted to, and just watch for an eternity, being a time ghost or a zeitgeist, as it were. And the sixth value is what brings it all together in the end. Uh, to make the best milk that there could ever be. There's also a special little thing, which, if it ever happens, it's definitely not a good sign. But if it were to happen, you most definitely have to make mention of it, which is the occurrence of Mundbedauern. Which is what happens if your Mund bedowers what has happened to it previously. Okay, so the way this works is we get our milk, we choose our milk very carefully, and then usually if it's a podcast with two or more people, you have a chat timer of about five minutes during which you do nothing but casually assess and also enjoy possibly your milk while having some idle chatter with your co-host or co-hosts. Since I don't have that, I will just be drinking milk in quiet for five minutes, after which we're going to proceed to the first category of the milk and the rating thereof within the category. The first one being milkiness. So a little backstory on me as a milk review. Uh, amateur. Like I'm not a I'm not a straight up scientist like Daniel Cow or Brian Cow. I'm just an amateur trying to get into the art of milk reviewing. Uh, being that, I gotta disclose that I do not drink milk recreationally. Um, I'm I will be drinking milk strictly for science here. The last time I just drank straight milk, I don't think my brain thought it was necessary to form memories of my experiences yet so I cannot remember the last time I just drank straight milk from anything any kind of container on the topic of containers I have this carton of milk here and I have a glass being such an amateur I don't even know what you would usually drink your milk out of I don't want to drink it straight from the container because it's quite the large container and I don't want to infect it with my mouth bacteria. So I'm going to pour myself a glass of milk from the container of milk to then drink it and afterwards assess it. So I'm going to pour myself some milk and I'm going to start the timer.
And that finishes it. With this, the inspection of the milk has been concluded. I've made sure to... Assess every single aspect that I could grasp from my various sips of this glass of milk. Just took another one. So let's get started on the first aspect, which is milkiness. This milk, having been poured from the carton into a glass, managed to retain its milkiness throughout the process of changing containers. Even when it was touching my lips and gushing into my mouth, enveloping my tongue, it stayed rather milky. I must imagine that it's one of the more milkier milks out there. Visually, it retains a very opaque white, even inside of the translucent glass container. So overall, I would score it a, an 86. Yeah, I would score it an 86 of the possible 100 points it could garner on the scale of milkiness. Next up, the tastiness. Let me just get one more sip in to refresh my memories of the tastiness. That this milk holds. I must say I was surprised. For just a straight milk that it is, it's surprisingly tasty. Me not being an avid milk drinker, I found it surprisingly tasty. Honestly I wasn't sure if I would even consider any milk tasty at all. Just now I feel a slight sensation of Mund bedauern creeping up the back of my tongue, which will see a reflection in the overall tastiness score. But that might also have to do with me just having brushed my teeth prior to this recording. But overall, there are no special flavors added to this milk. But I wouldn't say a taste has to be complex just to be a good taste. And in its simplicity, this milk manages to carry its tastiness. I would say this milk manages to Stay rather high on the tastiness spectrum. Still it being milk and nothing else. I think the final tastiness score will will end up being a 71. Next up creativity. I will try not to
include the packaging of the milk at this stage of the process. So this just being a straight milk, no added flavors, no special ideas. It's just the milk. It's regular milk. You could say that there's no creativity involved at all. But some might say, since this is an ultra-high temperature milk, keeping it from spoiling for a very long time. In fact, I bought this carton of milk from the store today and it will only expire in the middle of August this year. And I think it took some creativity to figure out that you have to heat this milk up to extremely high temperatures to make it last so long. Then again, this seems to be its only redeeming factor in terms of creativity. Ultimately scoring it a 17 on the creativity scale. Next up is value, a category at which this milk might redeem itself for its lack of creativity. This carton of milk, which holds one liter of milk, cost me just 73 cents. I think this was the most affordable milk in the entire store. I think I might have a very tough time going outside right now looking for a milk that's more affordable than this one. So I am inclined to give this milk a value score of 95 leaving room for the possibility of free milk. Next up is Gestalt, a word very near and dear to my heart, since it's not describing the form of the milk, it's not describing the shape of the milk, while it is taken into account the form and the shape of the milk. A gestalt might be something you see in the forest at night, standing between the trees, to then realize it was just another tree. That's what a gestalt might appear to you as, as well. But in terms of this milk, its gestalt comes as very plain this just being milk. But it's also very inoffensive in that way. I would say it has a kind of Bauhaus character to it. But then again,
it's honestly modest in its appearance. Once this milk enters your mouth, it's not trying to make a statement. It's not trying to impress you or touch you emotionally. All this milk wants to do is be milk. And I can respect that. While at the same time, a certain sense of vigor is missed from the way this milk is sitting in my glass right now. Taking all this into consideration, I would score it a 75 on the Gestalt. And finally, we're at the Zeitgeist. This milk has a very, very interesting zeitgeist. Reflecting its gestalt in its packaging. The design's first and foremost directive is to make sure that you understand that this is a carton of milk. It prominently features photography of milk very topically it's making sure to tell you that this milk is not genetically enhanced which coincidentally the notification of which is nestled inside of a green rectangle, being the only green element in this carton. In 2018, this milk seems to have won a prize. So overall, a very simplistic zeitgeist, very in line. You could say this milk definitely knows its place. The zeitgeist of this milk seems to be so inoffensive that it will creep its way into the households of a majority of the population purely by means of its plainness. Leaving aside personal feelings, naturally, This milk scores a final zeitgeist value of 68. That's all the six categories scored. So before announcing the final score of this milk, I want to ask the question, was it all worth it? Why did I buy this carton of milk? I mean, I bought it so my girlfriend could bake some pies. She told me to buy milk for that, and then I decided to 
pour me a glass and review it, but why did I do it? Why did I feel the need to? Why do we as a nation, as a people, feel the need to review milk? What is it that endears us to assess and analyze and finally score all of these milks? It's a question I'll leave up to you, the viewer, to answer for yourself. I'm sure we'll all come up with our own answers. to the big questions of life, like this one, like the question of milk. Let's review. We have a milkiness score of 86. This being a pretty milky milk. We have a tastiness score of 71. With this milk having surprised me by tasting like milk, not in a perfect way, while also not in a terrible way. We have a creativity score of just 17. Creating this milk did not require a lot of thinking. A value score of 95. I, I wouldn't know where to get a milk that costs less than this milk for that much milk, so unless it was free. A 75 on the Gestalt value. Inoffensive and plain. Values that are also reflected in its final Zeitgeist score of 68. A milk that the longer you look at, the harder you'll find to notice the milk at all. Bringing us to a final score of 412 out of a potentially possible full 600. So all in all, not the worst milk ever. Not the most exciting milk ever either. I mean, it's just a carton of milk. It's, it's not flavored at all or anything. I mean, you're hardly even supposed to just drink it from a glass like that. It's, it's a liter of milk. You're supposed to like pour it into your cereal bowl or make a cake. Uh, but there you have it. There you have it. That's all from me today. And to all of you, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your dairy. Milk. Milk. <laughs>